1: Welcome into Scoops with Danny Mac on Fox 2. I'm Dan McLaughlin. In a very short time, the Ascension Charity Classic has become a fabric of the St. Louis sports community. And in fact, the St. Louis sports community as a whole. There's no doubt that sports fans around the region celebrate the Cardinals, the Blues, and the area colleges and universities. But the impact of the Champions Tour should not be overlooked. For what it brings on the golf course, and most importantly, what it's bringing our community off the golf course in terms of awareness and money raised for charities in North County. This was the idea and vision of Nick Ragon from Ascension. In 2020, it was wiped out. The tournament was done because of COVID and yet they still were able to donate to various charities and now since its inception, the Ascension Charity Classic has made more than $2.5 million in charitable donations to various deserving charities in North St. Louis. So let's bring in Nick Rigone, the architect
4: behind the Ascension Charity Classic into the show. Nick, congratulations on another great year. You know, we didn't think that year one could go any better and somehow year two is even more amazing. Um, St. Louis loves this event you know in two short years now it's become a staple of the sports landscape and uh, we couldn't be more thrilled. So what was the difference this year as opposed to the last one a season ago? You know I think this year people knew what to expect Uh, they knew that the parking would be easy that it'd be well run Uh, and what was different is that we had more charities involved we tried to expand the tournament this year uh, to get more charities involved thanks to RSM one of our partners we had a putting challenge we did more clinics more things for kids and most importantly we added a second tournament the APJ Classic which is the Advocates uh, Professional Golf Association which is really a developmental tour dedicated to making the game more diverse and inclusive and we held that event up at Glen Echo the same week and uh, there was a lot of appreciation uh, and energy around the idea that this Central Charity Classic week it's become a week now is really about growing the game of golf it's about giving back and it's about making it more diverse and inclusive and so I think that was one thing that we wanted to do, and we did it, and it added even more momentum. How did that all come about? You know, after the tournament last year, we thought, okay, this is great. We have to continue to build on it. And one of the things that people came up to me and said they appreciated most was that we put it uh, in North City, uh, at Norwood, on purpose to, to sort of highlight how we have to grow the game of golf. And, and it started getting an idea in my head, which is I had heard of the APJ. It's a great tour. It's been around for about 10 years and thought, you know, this would be a great opportunity to add a second event, put it at Glen Echo, and really doubled down on the idea that we're going to grow the game of golf by making it more diverse, uh, making it more accessible, and also giving back more. And so it was, and I called up the commissioner of the APGA, a guy named Ken Bentley, uh, an amazing individual, and immediately shared the vision, and he was all in. And, you know, we had a press conference announcing it at Glen Echo in February of this year, and it was a packed house, and he'd done all sorts of media, And he said in their 13 years of their tour, they would never had a press conference. And I thought, welcome to St. Louis. And what was the response of those that saw that particular tournament? You know, overwhelming. The players were so appreciative. Uh, You know, our goal with the APGA, and I told this to the PGA Tour champions, is to help that become a fully developmental tour with status on the PGA Tour, so that the winner of the APGA eventually will have access to the Corn Ferry Tour. And so, for us to do that, we need the PJ Tour to buy into it. And I have spoken with the Tour on numerous occasions. They love what we're doing here. They have said over and over again the St. Louis model, they call it, of having a PJ Tour Champions event paired with an APJ event is the model of the future. And so, the players, the Champions Tour players, we had so many text, email, and say, We love what you're doing. We want to be a part of your APJ event. We even had Nancy Lopez and Lee Trevino said one of the reasons why they decided to come here was because we had announced our APJ Classic. And so, uh, and my my vision in the future is to continue to grow that, and maybe even someday host it at Normandy, which I think would be very special once that redesign is uh, done. So we have our APJ tournament at Normandy. That would be ideal
1: so now the ascension is done for 2022 uh what's your takeaway from the tournament what do you take away looking ahead
4: you know appreciation uh i just take away that the st louis community in in just a couple of years has adopted this event i mean st louis is such a great sports town we obviously are our our twin pillars are the cardinals and the blues and now we have uh, soccer we have nascar we have so much going for us and and now golf is part of that the it's permanent landscape um if you think about it just three years ago, PGA Tour had no events in St. Louis, and now we have three. We have the Cherry Classic, we have the BMW coming up at Belle Reve, and the President's Cup. And to go from none to three, I don't think there's any other market in the country that has three PGA Tour properties. I think that speaks volumes of the work that we've done, but more importantly, how engaged and committed St. Louis is to live sports and golf and giving back, because that's the Tour's model. And So what I take away from it is this has really struck a, a, a resident chord with the St. Louis sports community. And we're already thinking up ways to make it bigger and better for next year. Nick,
1: hang tight. Up next, we'll take you behind the scenes of the Ascension Charity Classic 2022 in the entire week. That's next on Scoops with Danny Mac here on Fox 2. Scoops with Danny Mac on Fox 2 is brought to you by Schnooks, Stratum Structural Systems, and Hair Saloon for Men. Welcome back to Scoops with Danny Mac on Fox 2. We're taking you back to the Ascension Charity Classic. As Nick Ragone said in our last segment, this truly has become a full week of golf in St. Louis. So what is it all about? Let's go behind the scenes and take you there.
5: Ascension is very conscious, you know, in terms of, of making intentional efforts uh, to make a difference when it comes to diversity. And one aspect of that is your community engagement. You know, how are you engaging yourself in the community? This is one way of doing it. St. Louis and golf really blend very well together. And uh, when you think about this location uh, where, where we're at here in North St. Louis County, we have three historic courses right here within a five mile radius of one another it makes all the sense in the world to try and do an event here that not only promotes the area but also promotes uh, diversity equity and inclusion in the game of golf.
2: North St. Louis County makes up the largest population of minorities in the entire state and to have this opportunity with the APGA to be right here in this community I, I mean again it's 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 just unprecedented, and and it's something that I'm extremely excited about.
5: Golf is one of those sports that, again, not, I guess, in the late early 60s, uh, it was not where it it needed to be, you know, but once uh, amongst the civil rights movements and uh, people moving into the game, Uh, they realize that they're missing an opportunity to really speak to a, a group of athletes who could really come in and have an impact. And this is why I love
6: sharing the story of Charlie Sifford and others like Lee Elder, is because we know golf is for everyone. They knew golf was for everyone. They also knew that they were gonna have to battle a lot of Just a lot of terrible things to get us to the point where we are now and i think it's up to us to honor them in the way of their sacrifices that they have done that they have given over their entire lives to make sure that we continue to press forward and i think that's what we're trying that's what we are trying to do is make sure that everyone understands that golf
5: is for everybody once the door was open then that allowed people like the individuals who will be having at the APGA, the Advocates Professional Golf Association, those guys are walking in the doors that were opened uh, by those pioneers. And so we are happy to really kind not only to inspire them to continue their dream, but to give them access and the opportunity to do what they want to do in their careers. My
3: first professional event was actually on the APGA Tour a week after I graduated from college.
7: Uh, It gives us a home and a place to play um, that camaraderie, the brotherhood. There's no other corporations or uh, tours out there that are trying to help minorities the way the APGA and Kanban Bentley's is doing. So um, it's been amazing, and I'm, I'm excited to see what the future has for us.
0: For me, it's been a little bit different because I was a, I'd was i already been a pro for, for a while before the APGA even came along. You know, I didn't know anyone, um, so I was just kind of just out there on my own, kind of learning my way um on my own. I didn't have anyone that was older than me that was doing it. Especially didn't have anyone that looked like me that was out there doing it. So, uh I wish there would have been an APGA tour when I when I came out of college.
3: My most fondest memories of me playing golf are me over at Grand Mariah with my grandfather. Uh, after you know getting out of school, he gets out of work and I'm begging him to take me out there. And he was a really good player um, and he knew what it took to be a good golfer. So he knew that I had to go out and practice. He knew I needed the golf clubs. And without him, I wouldn't have access to the game of golf and to the things I needed to be successful. So I'm very, just very blessed and fortunate to have him in my life. And I know that You know, a lot of kids don't have that access, um, so I'm trying to find a ways, and golf is also trying to find a way to create that um, introduction to the game of golf to many kids that wouldn't,
7: you know? Me and my dad learned the game by ourselves, and um, I didn't have a coach until my second year as a pro. So uh, yeah, so me and my dad just figuring it out, you know, doing what we can do. Um, But you know, the APGA has changed the way um, I go about things, and now them providing me a coach, um, and then giving me the opportunity to play at high level golf courses and test my game. It's been, it's been an honor and it's been a great, a great journey so far.
2: You know, growing up in Ferguson, I never envisioned, um, you know, pro golfers being people of color. Clearly we always um, idolized uh, Tiger Woods, but he was a very rare figure. He wasn't the person we saw every single day in our community. So to see guys coming out with the APGA, uh, not only being leaders in our community in terms of advocating for the game of golf, but to be able to do it right in the community that I grew up in is, is extremely humble.
3: And it's good to see that, you know, people are actually taking action behind, you know, saying that they want to see more diversity in the game of golf, saying that they want to see golf look more like the real world. And to have that support,
5: it means a lot and definitely motivates us as a society we saw that wow we can sit next to one another and enjoy this game no matter you black white ceo custodian or whatever you know sports is that one thing that can always kind of bring us together and that's what it has done over the years and we continue to break barriers
3: all kids in general too like i want them to see chasing your passion i think no matter what they want to do golf will help For sure. So I want them to pick up and just try the game of golf. Just
0: follow your dreams pretty much. If you follow your dreams and you're going about it the right way, you know, I believe that good things will happen. And you know, I'm fortunate enough to be able to be fifty years old and still playing the game that I love. And hopefully kids can follow my footsteps and and do the same thing, even better.
7: I want them to see hope that there's hope to to play golf at a high level, even being a Latino or you know, minority that you can go out there and do it, that um, it's possible and I'm hoping to break that stereotype and inspire kids growing up. If you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, architect, whatever
3: you want to be, I think golf can aid that career and give you just a lot of friendships and experiences to
6: help with that. When you look at what golf is holistically, you look at the, you know, the values that associate the fact that you got to call your own penalties on yourself, the fact that you shake your, the hand of your opponent, um, look them in the eyes after your round of golf. You got four hours on a golf course. You can find out a lot about someone's values, about their morals. That's why it's a great sport and that's why so many people love it and why we continue to you know, do the work that we can to promote the game to everyone. It's because we understand that golf can be something that can be um, that can bring people together.
1: Up next, what do the legends of the game think about coming to St. Louis and competing in St. Louis at the Ascension Charity Classic? That's next on Scoops with Danny Mac here on Fox 2. Scoops with Danny Mac on Fox 2 is brought to you by Lordo's Diamonds, STLTaxLawyer.com, Triad Bank, and Lou Fuse. Welcome back to the show on Fox 2 as we dive into the Ascension Charity Classic. Let's welcome back in Nick Ragone. Nick, we just saw an amazing behind-the-scenes look at the tournament week. What are the greats of the game saying about playing
4: in this event in St. Louis. We hear a couple things. One is the course. They absolutely love it, and uh, Mike Knoll and the staff at Norwood are amazing. It's one of their favorite venues. It's a traditional course. Their favorite greens anywhere on the PGA Tour, so they love the course. They absolutely love the build-out and the fan attendance. I mean, I've had, you know, David Toms, Bernard Langer, Ernie Els, Jim Furyk, on and on and on say, this feels like a big venue PGA Tour event and these are guys are all superstars they played in front of the biggest crowds on the biggest stage for their whole career and they miss that sometimes on the Champions Tour you know some of the venues are a little bit smaller but they say to a person this feels like a PGA Tour event and they get juiced up to play here I mean we had one of the strongest fields of the year outside of the majors we had eight of the top ten leaders and so they love that they also love the caddies love coming here you know we take care of the caddies we take them out to bush stadium we entertain them Uh, we make the parking for them easy food hospitality and so we really try to treat the players well the caddies well make it a great experience and uh, and deliver a pga tour style event which they just love all right this may be a a real
1: tough question for you to answer in your position but who do you think is the most popular player to come through this event? Uh, and the fans, they just love to see him.
4: It's actually a pretty easy question. It's John Daly by far. I mean, we, you know, the number one request we get for people in the pro ams, they always say, hey, can I pick somebody? It could be, you know, and it's always John Daly. And so it's amazing how popular. He's still the Pied Piper of golf. And being a Missouri native and having a connection to St. Louis and being a Cards fan um, certainly helps. And so, Uh, JD is the name that keeps popping up. People love being around him, but you know what's really cool is that you know we have 81 players in our field, and most of the when I talk to fans randomly, most of them look through the tee sheet and they know virtually all the names. If you go to a PGA Tour event, you might know 15 or 20 names, but I mean these are guys. Even you know you have the Strickers and the Furyks and the L's. If you look at Freddie Couples, he won a few year, weeks ago at 63, shooting at 60. Bernard Longer won at 64. I mean they're still playing highly competitive golf. Steve Stricker, uh, Padraig Harrington. I mean he hits it as long as anybody on the big tour. I mean, these are guys that can play, and the fans know who they are, and, and you've seen it up close. Uh, in the pro they're talking to their partners, they're accessible, they're friendly, they get that. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're getting the ultimate mulligan in life, and they appreciate it. Patrick Harrington wins this past year, so pretty darn good champion for you guys. Great champion. You know, David Thompson, in the first year, you couldn't have done it um, at a central casting. And then to follow that up with the best player on champion Tour, in my estimation, Patrick Harrington, a, a larger-than-life personality. Um, the fans loved him. I saw a lot of Irish flags following him around. Uh, And and like David Tom, said a lot of really nice things uh, at the conclusion of the tournament, how much they appreciated the fan attendance and us giving back. And the players follow, by the way, the events. I mean, they all know. They read the media. We do a lot of media here. They read about the event. They know it. They like coming here. Uh, They become ambassadors for it. And so, you know, if you look at Norwood, the the history of it, the winners it's created, Ben Hogan in 48, Gene Littler, uh, Lee Trevino, David Toms, Patrick Harrington, Th- those are like five Hall of Fame names right there, great players, and I think that speaks a lot of Norwood and the tournament.
1: So Nick, you have a commitment with the tour to continue to put this event on, but what is the long-term goal meaning for you? Is this
4: an event that you see putting on for generations to come? What's the next step? You know, we hope so, that's the vision, for this to be an anchor tenant in the St. Louis community for a long time. And I could tell you, having Emerson and Worldwide Emerson being our presenting sponsor and Worldwide a founding partner, having uh, two great companies immediately sign on, uh, even before we played the first event during the height of COVID, both of them saying this is important to the community and virtually every major company in the area has been supporter because they know this is a win for St. Louis. And so, it, you know, our initial contracts four years, but you know, in reality, we want to see this here in perpetuity because I think uh, it's important for St. Louis, it's important for North St. Louis County, it's important for the charities. And St. Louisans love live sports. And I think uh, the way the corporate uh, community has embraced it makes all the difference in the world. I mean, that's, that's what makes part of what makes St. Louis so special is that our corporate citizens are so committed to, uh, uh, to giving back and investing in the community.
1: All right. The most important part you mentioned the, the charities earlier. Describe what the charities you support do for
4: kids and for the community in North St. Louis. You know, we're so blessed that we have three wonderful charitable partners, the Urban League, uh, Mary Grove, and and Boys and Girls Club. And each of them, uh, they serve underserved communities. I mean, if you look at what the Urban League has done, particularly during COVID, and Michael McMillan, their leader is extraordinary. The way they were a place for people to get resources that they need during COVID. Uh, Boys and Girls Club created a safe place for kids and continue to. And Mary Grove, which is an amazing charity in North St. Louis County uh, that helps abused uh, and at-risk teens. I mean all three of those organizations are pillars uh, of our region uh, and that have a long history of giving back and really investing in you know uh, at-risk kids, uh, teens and making sure that nobody gets left behind and so to have the focus of our event be about giving back and having those three anchor tenant charities uh, makes it all worthwhile and I could tell you I haven't visited all three and spent many time with all three um, it's not an abstraction. The money that we're able to give back helps them care for more and more people. It touches lives, it changes lives, and, and that really means something to us. This isn't just you know, a number for the sake of being a number. It's about changing lives, and I think that's what we're doing. Finally, Nick, this tournament, it, it's your baby, but you're helping so many people. How, how good does it just make you feel? You know, it makes me feel uh, good that the team, that the vision, you know, it's not often that you have a vision in your head and then in reality it plays out better. But the three-year run here, you know, we had an idea, and this has been so much better than that idea. And it's because of the team. It's uh, my colleague Steve Spratt, it's uh, Alonzo yeah. Bird. it's Dan Got Sullivan, that. it's Tim Heitman, it's all of Norwood. It's our volunteer, it's our charitable partners, it's our corporate partners, it's our partners in the media and others. It, it takes a village to create something special, and we've created something special. And I think the best is yet to come. Congratulations. Thank Vincent. you. Tickets are on sale now for the 2023 Ascension
1: Charity Classic at ascensioncharityclassic.com, a tremendous event that's truly making a difference in St. Louis. For Nick Ragone, the team at Ascension, I'm Dan McLaughlin. I'll talk to you next Sunday on Fox 2. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived.